Welcome to the Leadership Launchpad Project, where purpose-driven leaders unite to change the game of life and business forever. Here are your hosts, Susan Hobson and Rob Kalvaroski. Welcome to the Leadership Launchpad Project. I'm Rob Kalvaroski. On this week's episode, Ryan Chan, the CEO and founder of Upkeep, joins the show. We talk about having a growth and optimistic mindset, especially through times of uncertainty like this. We talk about giving back to the community, and we talk about inspiring our people to be something greater. It's an incredible interview. I've known Ryan a long time, and he always brings the heat, the energy, and the optimism. So definitely he walks the walk as a leader. For high-performance leadership programs, psych safety assessments, talent optimization tools, burnout prevention programs, speaking, one-on-one coaching, and more, head over to EliteHighPerformance.com or you can reach out to me at Rob at EliteHighPerformance.com or Susan at Susan at EliteHighPerformance.com. We would love to jump on a call and talk to you about how we can help your organization and you take your games to the next level. And as always, we're on a mission to change the way the game of life and business will be played forever. So if we can help you and impact you in a way to move that mission forward, definitely reach out. We would love to chat with you. Everybody, I really appreciate you listening so much and spending your time with us. And here's the interview with Ryan Chan. We are back. Welcome to the Leadership Launchpad Project. I'm Rob Kalvaroski, and as always, we have our in-house maverick, Susan Hobson. Susan, how are you? I'm doing just fine today. We are just talking about being back here in Toronto. We're back into homeschooling. So I'm navigating the disruption like the rest of us here, north of the border at least. How about yourself, sir? I'm good. I uh, We're rolling full steam ahead this week, so I'm having a great week. And as always, I wanted to start off with a quote. And I know you're going to like this one. It's from Mother Teresa. Oh, <laughs> I did not see that coming. And she says, I alone cannot change the world but I can cast a stone across the waters to create many ripples. I totally see why you chose that one. That's my, my favorite way to talk about leadership 2.0, right? Is like spreading that powerful, positive ripple effect of this game-changing, new school, progressive leadership style. So... Great job, Mother Teresa herself. I mean, need we say anything more than that? (laughs) That's right. And we have one of those game-changing leaders with us, a Forbes 30 under 30 and the founder and CEO of Upkeep, Ryan Chan is with us. Ryan, I've known you for a long time, but how are you doing? I'm doing great. It's a beautiful day here in LA. And yes, Susan, we are kind of back down in this like lockdown mode. But I'm enjoying the sunshine and trying to enjoy every every single minute, every single day. Um, yeah, I and mean, obviously crazy things going on around us, but you got to make the best out of it, whatever situation you get thrown at. 
Now I see why you are on this show, sir. You are totally aligned. You are definitely yeah. a 2.0 leader just based on that response. So for those of uh, those members of our audience who haven't uh, crossed paths with you before, can you tell our audience a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your background and sort of what you're doing in the leadership space in the world? Sure. I mean, I'll give you, I'll give, I'll try to give you the condensed version of you know, my, my story. Um, yeah, I went to Cal Berkeley, chemical engineer, worked at a manufacturing plant right after college. I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I loved building. Um, what I saw working in a manufacturing plant was just how technology could really improve the day's lives and jobs of technicians, maintenance teams um, all across the world. Um, I was actually part of a team that was responsible for using, you know, building out technology platforms for our, our manufacturing team, saw how bad it was and said, you know, hey, I think I could build something better. So I went on this mission of teaching myself how to code, building the very first versions of upkeep. I wound up leaving my job as a process engineer at a manufacturing plant to um, embark on this journey of entrepreneurship. Um, and uh, started this company called Upkeep about four or five years ago. Oh, shoot, maybe it's longer. It's 2022. Maybe it's I know still- we got to stop and take stock. It's a new year. How long has I, it been? I know. I think it's been six years. I, ah, I think, yeah, yeah it was 2016 that I started. And um, yeah, I'm just so used to saying like four or five years. Yeah. I think it's, I got to start saying six years. Got to rewire the autopilot. Yeah. Um, so six years ago, I started this, you know, on, on this mission to build better software technology for the DESIS workforce out in the maintenance manufacturing space. And, um, you know, it's been a wild ride. You know, we talk a lot about leadership and, you know, for me, a little bit about my story. I, this is my first time running a company. This is the first time I had ever managed a single person. Wow. Um, and over the last six years, our company has grown to, you know, close to 170 people now. And I've just had this like wild ride of going through um, the ups and downs, the, the learning cycles of, you know, learning to be a better leader. And I would say I'm still like in the thick of it, trying to learn how to be a better leader and trying to improve every single day. Oh, my gosh, I love it. Like I said, so aligned. Uh, <laughs> Ryan, share with our audience, what's your leadership style? I mean, I'm obviously being the brain trainer in the room and reading between the lines, but for our <laughs> audience to hear, what style of leadership are you using to lead the charge out in the world? Uh, I mean, my, my, my leadership style, maybe it's more like, well, how would other people, um, you know, how would other people categorize like how I you know, operate on a day-to-day -day basis. I would say a few things. One, I would say other people would say that I am very optimistic. And I think in many ways you have to be, especially like being a startup founder, being an entrepreneur, um, in many ways, like if we look at like the, you know, pessimism around the world, like all the things that we can't do, um, you kind of just get trapped in this, like you would never even start. So I'm a very, very optimistic leader. I believe that people can achieve so much more than they're capable of, than they believe they're capable of. And, you know, in every situation, even times like right now, when you have like so much going on around us in, in the world with COVID and lockdowns, and, you know, we were talking about this before we even hit record, it's been two years of this. I try to find the positive in every single situation. 
Um, the, the second thing that I think people would describe me as is maybe it's kind of, um, you know, related to this, but I, I think they would categorize me as someone that hopefully tries to bring out the best in every single person. Someone that pushes um, their, their team to, again, believe that they're capable of, you know, so much more than they originally think. So, you know, that, that's kind of like, I would say my leadership style, that's, you know, supportive, optimistic, fun. Um, but at the same time, like we are here on this mission to like do the impossible, achieve what no one else thought could be done. And, I love it. Yeah. And, and that's one thing, right? I mean, there's a few things there. The The one thing that I've experienced working with you has been, this element of you never say no, it's always yes, and then trying to figure out how to make it happen. Yeah. And this, yeah, and the second aspect was exactly that mission is you've created not only your company around this mission, but also a community of people yeah. around the world around this mission. And do you want to talk a little bit about that mission? Yeah, I mean, there, there's so much in there. Um, you know, a, a little bit about our core values of the company. Um, we have three, and it's we choose customers over revenue, we choose progress over perfection, and we choose grit over prestige. And what we really wanted to say to the world, again, not just here at Upkeep, but to everyone in, in the entire world, it was that we are a collection of people. Our entire business, you know, upkeep is a collection of people. It's not just me. It's not just, you know, the technology that we have. It's not just the software. It's literally our entire business is a collection of 170 people that dedicate the days, lives, and jobs to building better software, technology, and products for people in our industry. And so we have to be extremely customer focused and, you know, without our customers, without doing what's right for them, you know, we don't have a business. Um, so that's kind of like us and, and why we choose customers over revenue. Um, what we also said with our core values too, a little bit more backstory is like, we, we said that, you know, we wanted to use our core values as a way to help drive dis decisions within our company help our entire team in the entire industry choose between two really good options and make difficult decisions when you're faced with a big challenge and a fork in the, in the road. We didn't want to create values that were just like, you know, respect one another because that's a given. Yeah. That is a given. I totally agree. Our, our second core value is about choosing progress over perfection. You know, all of us and even this industry, our community, like, I don't think any of us believe in perfection. There's no such thing as perfection. If we were perfect, then, you know, we wouldn't be here today, you know, trying to improve ourselves. And so our motto is all about just being 1% better than we were yesterday. And you can really easily, quickly find that this compounds day after day, month after month, year after year. And um, that's how we view, you know, our product internally, our team. That's how we view the entire industry. It's not about like, you know, all right, cool. We're on this big mission. That's what it is. And we're going to, you know, there's a like final destination. We don't really believe there's a final destination. We just believe that we're going to march 1% closer every single day 
And um, we're going to improve, you know, 1%, 10% better than we were yesterday. And the third component of our our core values and how we really operate as a team and and how we're trying to really change the industry is, you know, this idea of grid over prestige. It's not about what we've done in the past. It's about what we hope to do in the future. You know, when we look at like, you know, having all of this ego, you know, hey, I've done this, I've, you know, accomplished this and that, none of that really matters. It's about where we're going next and what we do tomorrow, not about what we've done yesterday, last year, and all that stuff is forgotten. Um, so these are the, the three kind of like principles that we run our business. You know, we, we try to um, really drive the entire industry to, uh, I mean, in many ways, like jump onto this mission with us because we, we really believe it. You can tell. You can tell <laughs> when you speak that you are totally congruent, meaning that, yeah, you, you mean what you're saying and all whilst having this smile on your face. I got to take us here, though. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask because this is something that we're obviously digging into on this show because, yeah, what we said at the top of the show, right? Our leaders are up against it right now in terms of the magnitude of disruption in the world because of this pandemic thing. What challenges are you seeing play out with your people? We've gone through a bunch of, you know, ups. We've gone through a bunch of downs and challenges along the way. Um, you know, obviously the the one that everyone is facing right now is the shift to remote. Like how, you know, right when I felt like I was getting comfortable in my shoes, um, leading a team, <laughs> getting up on stage, like hoorahing the entire team, you know, in person, we all, you know, make this transition you know, remote. And I think I meant, you know, it's been about like, I guess, six years running this company, two out of those six years, a third of my entire leadership has been transitioned to, to remote. So like, how do I be a better leader in this remote world? How do I show up? How do I best, you know, manage the team that are going, that every single individual is going through their own unique life experiences during this really difficult situation And many times I don't even understand what people are going through. How do I, you know, best, um, you know, connect with people in this remote world? Like that has been a really, really big struggle and challenge for me personally. I would say for a lot of people on our team at the same time. I think the second big challenge that, you know, the the pandemic, what's going on right now is, you know, it's, it's very related to this, but just kind of like the, change in our team, you know, the, the people moving to new countries, um, picking up new jobs, um, retiring, like, you know, there's so, you know, it's kind of called like the great resignation right now. It is a real thing. And, um, mm. you know, in many of these situations, like I'm so happy for each individual, but it really makes me look in the mirror and ask myself, like, how am I changing? How am I ad- adapting? to this new world, um, given that we're all in. And, you know, it's it's January of 2022, and it doesn't look like anything's going to change. I mean, we got a glimpse of it early uh, early last year, and, you know, we're right back into the thick of it now with, with, uh, with the pandemic and COVID. So, so on, yeah, on those challenges, right, like, one of the reasons why I reached out to you to have you on actually was you posted on LinkedIn about the survey you just ran at Upkeep and 
they had you had one of those word I forgot what they were called word jumbles or whatever, <laughs> and the top words that came out were inclusive, supportive, purposeful, impactful, collaborative, and fun. So, like, first off, that's incredible, and and it's a testament to your leadership and the way you've built the environment. But, you know, you talked about those challenges. So, like, what is working for you in this shift to remote? And how are you able to keep that, like, all those words in a remote environment? Yeah. I think, you know, it's kind of funny. Like, so I think we are, you know, positive. We're purposeful. We're impactful. Like, we're trying to do bigger things in the entire industry than like each individual we're trying, you know, we're, I would say we're extremely inclusive and collaborative, but the one that I think is one of the most important is the last one that you mentioned, actually fun. <laughs> um, you know, ultimately what I say to the team on the very first day when they join the company is that there's only four things that I can really promise you when you join upkeep. One, that you're going to go through some ups. Two, that you're going to go through some downs, inevitably. Three, that we're going to learn a ton. But fourth, that we're going to have a ton of fun along the way. And that fun component, I think, is, is so important to creating like a, a um, positive culture and environment for the team. Because at the end of the day, we, we only have you know, 24 hours in a day. There's only seven days in a week. And you really want to enjoy what you do and why you do it. And we've put a big uh, focus and emphasis on just like enjoying what we do and why we do it as part of our company culture. So like, how do we do this? Like one of the first things that we did when we went remote was we incorporated these like daily trivia challenges. We incorporated literally these like daily, um, you know, mini competitions within the team where we'd say like, Hey, post a picture of your you know, dog post a picture of, uh, you know, we played like virtual bingo. Um, we have days where it's like, send a funny GIF or meme that represents how you're feeling today. And we choose random winners and each winner will get some sort of small little prize. Like these are small things that we did that we continue to do to this day, two years later when we went remote. And you know, these are the things that like, it's so, so small, but I found to be like really important in you know, how we operate as a team. It brings us closer together. makes us realize that you know, we're not just robots um, behind a Zoom, but really we're 170 people with very different unique life experiences and that we're, you know, human beings on the other side of, a, you know, webcam that we're looking at right now. <laughs> I know. I always love the pup dates. I'll tell you that much. Exactly. <laughs> we do that in our locker room too. <laughs> yeah. As somebody who is a self-proclaimed optimist, which clearly you are, and sees, tries to see positivity in everything. Again, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you this question. What, where's the silver lining in all of this challenge and disruption? Um, it's the learning and growth opportunities. That's how I see everything. And I, I don't know, maybe this is just like, you know, me in the most challenging situations, in the most difficult situations, 
I always remind myself of the times where I've gone through challenging, difficult situations in the past and how I've been able to overcome it and how much better I am today. And whenever I go through these really difficult situations, I remind myself of that. I remember, I remind myself of being in a really difficult situation and how I look back on it and say, I'm glad that I've gone through these situations because I'm a better person. I'm a better leader than I was back then. I love that. The highlight reel. We use that with our peeps too, Ryan. Again, <laughs> so, so aligned. Yeah. When you're when you're in the moment, it feels so difficult. It feels so tough. I know. It's like, you know, and I'm sure when you're hit with when 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 you're hit with one challenge, it just sometimes often feels like, you know, it's a waterfall and it's a domino effect because one thing happens and then another and then another and then another. Yeah. And you're like, when is this gonna stop? But what I remind myself is that, you know, there's it always does. Like no matter how difficult. Does. Yeah. Um, it gets like, you know, I always, you know, look at the, the other end and where I am today and where we've gotten it. Yeah. And it's, it's always gotten better. And um, I, again, like maybe this is like my optimism. No, <laughs> I think it's everything we stand for here, at least in our dream team locker room. I mean, we're saying it throughout this whole pandemic experience, we believe that, you know, adversity is just the opportunity for growth dressed up and disguised as adversity, right? So you're not alone, buddy. You're not alone. We probably see that. That's the resiliency fund, right? When you start to go back into that highlight reel of proof and evidence in terms of reminding yourself of how capable you are when the adversity strikes and, oh yes, what actually lies on the other side of that, which is usually unlocking more of your capacity and learning more about what you're capable of. I think that's the recipe for AQ, right? That adversity quotient known as resiliency. Love it. Yeah. I mean, you're throwing out all these terms. I'm like, oh man, am I doing that? I guess so. <laughs> that's you. I'm reflecting it back to you. What I see right in front of me, eh, Rob? Yeah. Ryan, you know, I, you at Upkeep and your team, you have a very, and we talked about this already as one of your values, you have a very community-focused view. Do you want to talk a little bit about some of the charity initiatives you've done, even during the pandemic, and like why that's so important for you? Yeah. Um, I mean, there's so many reasons. Uh, so just maybe a little bit backstory, background on that, like, um, what we've said is, you know, we are not just a technology company. We're here for the entire industry. What we believe is that if we change the industry, then, you know, good things will follow for us. Yes, we build technology. Yes, we build software. Yes, we want, you know, we, we make revenue that way. But what I've always said to the team is that that's not enough. Building great tech, building great software is not enough. What we are here for is our community in the industry itself. And if we do right for the industry and people in our industry, good things will follow. So that, that's kind of like our stance as a company. So now like transitioning to what we've done in the past, we've dedicated a lot of our you know, time, money, resources, and, and people towards community building and doing good for our community. 
And so just a few examples, like when the, the pandemic first hit, what we said was, you know, our customers were actually in this like really, you know, unnerving state of uh, uncertainty. So we went out the gate and said, we are going to give back to our customers. We actually gave, you know, upkeep away for free um, to our customers in industries that were hardest hit. We created a fund to give back to people in, you know, hard hit industries like hospitality and travel. Um, and over the past, you know, essentially like six years of us being in business, we've always had a community first mindset where we've donated any chance we, can, we get. Um, but more than that, it's not just the dollars, but oftentimes it's the people and resources. And so we've actually created a, you know, kind of like a nonprofit side of our entire business, upkeep.org, just 100% focused on community building, doing right, doing good for, for the community and treating it essentially as a nonprofit. Um, we don't think of it as like, you know, sales, pipeline, whatnot. We just say, we are going to do what's right for the community. And if we do, we're going to push the entire industry forward and, you know, good things will follow. So we actually have an entire team of, you know, three, four people, 100% focused on community building. And um, what this is all about is, you know, it's, you know, a podcast that we run. It's our um, Slack community that we run. It's all the giveaways that we do. And the entire purpose of that is to help bring together, you know, our goal is a million years of expertise all under one umbrella so that other people in different industries, in different countries in the world can learn from one another. And, um, you know, I, it, it's something like really important to me. And it goes back to like why upkeep, you know, why we do what we do. Um, you know, we're not just a software company. We're not just a technology company. That's only half of the battle. You know, people, um, people, yeah, it goes back to like what we very first talked about. People are the center of every single business. And um, if we just focus on like, you know, building great software and technology, that's a losing battle. You got to focus on people. I hope everyone's listening and is, <laughs> and is completely right. inspired by by Ryan because this is I mean he is the definition of a 2.0 leader and and I knew and I and Ryan we've talked about you know the values of upkeep for at least a few podcasts by now and and it's something that you know you live and it shows with everything that you're and everything that and everything that everyone that that I interact with at upkeep and I think it's a testament to you and how you've really not only walked the walk and talked the talk but just created that environment for your people to thrive that's that's what I hope I mean you know I kind of said it and alluded to this, but I am, um, I'm still learning uh, at the same time. But, you know, if I look back in my, my journey, like that's the one thing that I, I hope I can do for others, just, you know, inspire them to do great work, realize that, you know, what they do, why they do it is much bigger than, than just them. It's, you know, for the broader community, it's for other people. It's uh it's much, much bigger than just, you know, technology and software. It's a, uh, 
And we're, we're, our goal is change the way that people work, like change the way that people like, you know, spend their days. Um, and, and when you have that mindset, you realize like life is much bigger than just this one small sliver. I gotta ask my curious brain over here, trying to figure out, you've only been in this leadership role for six years now. I'm curious when you went on this journey to become a leader, did you have to do a ton of learning about this stuff or is this totally just innate and baked in the system? It is no, <laughs> no way at all, Susan, it's baked. Again, I've gone through some ups and downs, some you know, sideways twists and turns, yeah. like, and, and I would say, I, I'm, I'm again, like, I'm still learning to be a better leader. Like, none of this, to me at least, was innate. Um, I, I kind of mentioned, you know, this was the first time I had ever run a company. This was the first time I had managed a single person. This is the first time that you know I'd run a company and been the CEO uh, of a company. And what I tell our team when we have new hiring classes every two weeks, what I tell them is that every two weeks, Upkeep becomes the biggest company that I have ever managed. Every two weeks that happens. And um, what I've also found is along this journey over the last six years, my role as you know, the CEO of this company has changed almost every six months. You know, went from being like, you know, the person that did everything from sales, marketing, customer success, being the like, you know, grinder of the company doing everything to now my, my, my hope, my goal is, you know, hire people, bring on people, inspire others to do their best lives work versus me, uh, one person try to do everything. So in short, it was not innate. None of it was. I'm still learning, Susan. And, you know, ultimately, I learn a lot from, from both you and also Rob, too. Aw, making us blush over here, Ryan. I got to ask a follow-up question, knowing that this has been a journey of learning and growth, right? This leadership thing. How do you empower that in your leaders, especially the ones that are new to the, that type of you know, responsibility? Because one of the things that we've been looking at as a theme on this show is just you know how rare that actually is that new leaders get upskilled, right? And get exposed to all of this leadership mindset strategy stuff that we're talking about today. I know you get it clearly, and I see that it's working clearly, but how do you empower that in your leaders? How do you empower it? Um, I, I mean, I, I do really think that it goes back to like the fundamentals of leadership. It's never about like what you can do as a single individual. It's about what you can inspire other people to do. I think just constantly reminding everyone of that. It's not about what you do as an individual. It's not about like how great of a you know, salesperson you are, it's marketing person. It's about how you can inspire other people to do their best lives work. Like that's the most important critical piece towards, um, you know, I, I think being a better leader, the more that you realize that it's not just about you, that it's about other people, uh, the more successful you'll be. I think the second thing I, I throw in there too is like, just be so like, okay with change. Um, the more that we are okay with 
changed, like the better that better of a leader that that you'll be, especially during these like crazy changing times right now. Um, in terms of like how to really truly inspire it, it's, it goes back to this people aspect and realizing again, it's not just about you; it's about other people. But then too, that other people have you know, other people have emotions, other people um, have different experiences and really connecting with people at that individual level is so important when trying to inspire other people to do their best lives work. So, I I mean, a few things just off the top of my head, but again, I I really do mean it, Susan. Like I'm saying all of this, like, you know, I'm perfect and like, I've done this all before and I know exactly what I'm doing, but the honest truth here is that I'm still learning. And, um, you know, I kind of say these things out loud and I think back and say, shoot, like, did I mess this up today, actually? And, uh, and <laughs> I still need to do better. Love that he sprinkled in the self-accountability and the perfection <laughs> there. Because that's obviously what's working for your, your growth game, too. I mean, clearly, right? So somebody who understands continuous improvement, I think that's what it's called in your world. Yeah, right? that's right. Yeah, it's clearly showing up in your mindset strategy there as well. What are the top three tips that you have for our leaders out there, especially the ones that maybe are struggling with seeing the silver lining, struggling to see the possibilities, the opportunities for growth? For that leader, right, who maybe just needs to decide to go on this type of journey, what are your top three tips for them? Oh man. Um, just do it is my like motto. <laughs> like Nike. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Just get like the big Nike. check mark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just do it. Um, and yeah, there, there's a little bit more like meaning behind it. Like I don't believe that there's ever a perfect time. Maybe this goes back to like this, per, uh, choose progress. Yeah. Yeah. There's never a perfect time. Um, I think we're all like oftentimes waiting for the perfect opportunity when it's like, all right, cool. You know, this just happened in our business, which would be a great time to kick off, like, you know, supporting our team and doing a hoorah to get everyone really excited. There's never a perfect time. The perfect time is sooner rather than later. That's kind of like tip number one. I, I mean, it kind of goes back to what we were also talking about. If you're trying to navigate like this challenging time, just remember that people are people and people have emotions and people, uh, it's not, you're not a robot and no one that you're working with is a robot. Um, if you're trying to be a true leader and you're trying to drive change within a business and that change is dependent on people, just always remember that um, it is so important to connect with people at that like deep interpersonal human relationship, because those are the times where you're going to really uncover like what truly motivates and drives people. Um, if, if it's like, I, and this is me speaking out of personal experience. Like I have gotten into these modes of like, all right, Hey everyone, we've got our goals. We have our KPIs. Like, let's go do that. Right. Like, and I, I've, there have been times where I've lost that human interpersonal connection with people. And I forget like what really drives people. And it's not just one KPI that often drives people. There's a much deeper meaning. Maybe it's a family. Maybe it's a, you know, wanting to like buy their first house. Maybe it's wanting to do their best lives work. Maybe they, they know someone in the industry. And if we lose that, we, we lose a lot of the purpose in 
why we do what we do. So I'd say like, you know, just do it, um, you know, get to know people um, during these challenging times to really figure out like what, what really motivates people. Um, maybe, I don't know, like the third one is, I don't know, this sense of optimism. Like uh, I do truly believe that regardless of how difficult the situation is, like if and when we get through this, we'll all look back and be grateful of um, the, the maybe, maybe not grateful, but we will look back and realize that we're a better, stronger person than we were, than we were before. And that's ultimately mm-hmm. going to help us, you know, move forward and be a better leader. So. I concur. You imagine what this is going to open up in the resiliency fund. Can you imagine us on the other side? We're going to feel like we could do freaking anything. We right. <laughs> I mean, we know we can, but I just think if you're trying to make a case right for yourself, that is, you know, somewhat optimistic. I think that is an incredible reference point for your mindset to visit. So if, uh, if Shelly, my wife is listening to this, uh, she knows that I have this common theme. Like, I don't believe, and this is like so crazy, but I believe that I can do anything. Like, I, I, I like, I really believe it's kind of crazy. I really believe that I can do anything and that we can all do anything that we want. The big question is what do we prioritize and mm-hmm. what do we deprioritize? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the biggest kicker. It's not what we can and can't do. It's what we prioritize, what we want to do and what we will do. And what we deprioritize along the way. <laughs> I feel like standing as I give this ovation because it, it's just so, so, so good. Eh, Rob? And what we allow ourselves to do. Exactly. Self-authorization, that's called. And that's something that I'm not sure a lot of people truly see in themselves. Mm -hmm. And I know you see it, Ryan, in the maintenance world. There's a lot of people out there have, and I had them as well, is you have limitations on what you believe you can do. Exactly. And once you take those limitations off, you can change the world. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, That's- in many, in many ways, that is the upkeep story. In many ways, there are so many times where, you know, first starting out this company, I had so many people look at us and say, Hey Ryan, like go look at like these other, you know, 200 competitors. I mean, the space that we're in, is filled with competitors and so many companies out there are, we're like a hundred, a thousand times the size of us with more money, resources, people, expertise, knowledge. Like these are big companies working on the same problem. And I cannot tell you how many times I have been told, Ryan, it's not possible. Like you should go find like an easier problem to go solve because this is not an easy one. Like, I don't think it can be done. That lit the ignition switch right there. (laughs) And, you know, it, it, it was, it was this like, you know, uncanny moment when I had like, I had coffee with one of my friends from high school, actually. And he said, Ryan, just, I I believe in you. 
I think you can do it. And you talk about this like unlock moment, Rob, like that, that's what it was for me. It actually wasn't my self-belief, actually. It was someone else saying they believe in me. Mm. And me saying, okay, like I, I'm going to do it. And that was the day that I wound up saying, okay, I'm going to you know, quit my job and work on upkeep full time. I, you know, and Susan, you kind of asked me like, is this innate? Like, I'm literally telling you, like, it, it wasn't innate at the very start of upkeep. Like, it wasn't me saying I believe in myself. It was someone else telling me that they believe in me. You just made such a strong case for leadership 2.0 right there. You had a 2.0 leader empower that in you. Light the match. You know what I'm saying? Like that. And you're paying that forward tenfold. Oh, I feel like this is just lining it up right down the middle. So I got to pitch it. We have to ask, what do you think the legacy of all of this is going to be for you? <laughs> the legacy. Uh-huh. What do you want I mean, that to be? Funny. We, we do this thing called um, Big Talk Questions. Um, and the purpose of Big Talk Questions is like, you know, get away from these like, oh, how's your day going? Like, how's the weather outside? And saying the same thing. So instead, we we try to open up a lot of our meetings with big top questions. And they're these like level two questions. It goes much further beyond like, you know, how's how's it going? How's your day? What'd you do this weekend? Um, so our level two question yesterday, our big top question yesterday was, was this, what do you want your legacy to be? <laughs> And I'll tell you what my answer was. Yeah, yeah, please. Um, one, I mean, it goes back to everything that we were saying, actually. So it may, might not be too much of a surprise. Like, I want my legacy to be two things. One is like doing the impossible and two, inspiring other people to do the impossible. Um, what I hope to accomplish is just inspire other people to really believe that they are capable of so much more than they believe. Um, and many times it kind of looks like, looks like, you know, doing the impossible and saying like, you know, something that no one else thought could be done, they can do. Um, and where this all comes from comes in many ways from that very same day that like everyone was telling me that building upkeep in this space, in this industry was an impossible business and someone else telling me that they, they believe I can do it. My hope is I can do that, you know, tenfold over and inspire, you know, 10 others, a hundred others. But at the end of the day, like if I can just do that for one person, that'll, that'll, that, that, that's what I hope my legacy will be as a leader. <laughs> and I think in many ways we we've actually, you know, I mean, I, I want to say like, I have, I have done that at least, you know, for a, a few times. And, you know, we're kind of talking about this like great resignation. Um, what's happened for two people in our, maybe three now, three people in our company now, um, they wound up leaving upkeep because they wanted to start their own company. They wanted to take the same leap that, that I had made um, and, you know, tackle this like crazy vision that everyone else said was, you know, silly and couldn't be done. And no one else has done. So I don't know, like those types of situations when someone leaves a company and says, you know, I've been inspired by upkeep and what we've been able to accomplish here. I want to go do that myself. Those are the times where as sad as it is for, for me, um, I'm just at the same time, super happy and excited for them. 
the ripple effect, eh? So full circle, full circle. Oh my gosh, we did not plan that. That's <laughs> that how we do. That says it all. <laughs> oh man. Now, Ryan, I, I know a lot of people listening to this, they're gonna want to reach out to you and connect with you. Where can they find you? Absolutely. I mean, I'm super active on LinkedIn. Shoot me a shoot me a LinkedIn connect. Uh, my name is Ryan, last name is Chan. Um, you can also shoot me an email, ryanchan at upkeep.com. Um, you know, I, I try to respond to every single, every single, um, you know, email that, that I get from, from folks reaching out for, you know, help advice. Um, you know, if they're going through, you know, any, any challenges along the way, I, I do really try to make an active effort to help people, uh, along their journey because, you know, I've gotten so much help along mine and I you know, hope that I can, in some way, shape, or form, and pay it back. So find me on LinkedIn. I love it. And yeah, we'll drop Ryan's contact info in the podcast notes. So definitely, he's he's obviously, you've heard it, but he's a great guy. So definitely hit him up. And obviously for us, if you haven't yet, hit subscribe to Leadership Launchpad Project on your favorite podcast platform. And if you liked this episode as much as I did, share it with the leaders in your life. And obviously for all leadership program services, coaching, and some assessments that we do, go to EliteHighPerformance.com for all that stuff. Susan, what did you take away from this episode? Do you want to leave us with any wise words? Never, ever. Tell a heart-centric high performer that they can't do it. I still remember the day my high school guidance counselor tried to talk me out of applying to Princeton. We see how that played out. (laughs) (laughs) I love the positivity, the optimism. You know, one of the things that really chaps my ass is when people look at all of what we're talking about today and they refer to it as soft skills. There is nothing soft about this conversation and the power, right, of, of that, that positive growth, optimistic mindset. Thank you, Ryan, for helping us make that case. <laughs> thank you, Susan, and thank you, Rob, for having me. It was a great conversation. Hopefully, uh, you know, learned a, a thing or two. Um, you know, again, still going on through my, my leadership journey and improving as a leader too so appreciate you having me no we we love it and and obviously thanks for joining us and yeah that's where i want people to be thinking of and and i think ryan you mentioned you know the belief about yourself didn't come from within and for most of us it is incredibly hard to see ourselves in the way that we are in the world and the way and the skills and the gifts that we have. And that's the value of having someone be a mirror for us and mirror the truth. And for me, you know, Susan was one of those people, those mirrors for me. And for you, your friend was your mirror for you. And sometimes that's what we need is to truly see who we are so we can become and fully embody that person. 
And so, Ryan, thanks for joining us. And everybody listening, we really appreciate this one. This one was an awesome episode. And I, I mean, I knew it was. Ryan always brings the heat. So everybody listening, thank you so much. And we'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye.